This is gonna be a fun one today and I'm feeling a little bit fired up. So it may get a little spicy here um, as we dive into it. Okay, so a question came through. Um, the other day I posted a little box in my Instagram stories asking what questions you have about Kajabi, what issues are you having? And one came through, which I thought was super interesting because I've heard it in multiple places in multiple ways uh, over the last few weeks. So I wanted to talk through it today. And the question was, should you use Kajabi for your entire course launch, for your entire course, and then your launch process? And it brought up two different questions. Uh, I, I took it as two different questions. Can you use Kajabi for your entire course launch? And should you use Kajabi for your entire course launch? And those are two very different questions. Um, and what I'm gonna say, it might ruffle a couple feathers. Like it might not be the thing that you want to hear and that's totally fine if you disagree with me. I am coming to you with the perspective of working inside multiple course launches for different clients over the past several years. Um, we've generated almost, we're like this close to generating $2.5 million for our clients. So this is not like just my perspective of my course. This is my perspective as a launch strategist and course implementer who solely uses Kajabi um, in dozens of accounts. So I just say that because you might be getting some opinions and um, thoughts from other people, which is totally cool. But just keep in mind, is that one person in their perspective or are there other ways to think about it? So let's dive in. Let's get to the easy question first. Can you use Kajabi for your entire launch process and hosting your course? The short answer is yes, about 90%. So we use Kajabi for our clients um, for about 90% of the course and the launch process. So that is things like hosting your lead magnet, um, having landing pages for your sales page, uh, landing pages for your webinar registration page, your webinar replay page. So all of that we host in Kajabi, any kind of email promotion or email reminders, promoting them to sign up for your webinar, promoting them to sign up for your course, reminding them that they should be doing these things, all of that we do in Kajabi. Um, the checkout page, so where they actually put in their credit card information or their PayPal information to purchase the course. The actual course portal where they host um, where they can access your course videos and lessons. And then the student experience. So student emails, reminders, uh, we do that inside of Kajabi. And then the new feature is Kajabi communities. So we're starting, just now starting to use that instead of, uh, or in addition, let me say this, um, as another option to Facebook groups. So Kajabi communities, it's a brand new feature um, that we're starting to explore. So that's why I say 90% because that's a whole heck of a lot when you are creating and launching a digital course. The other op, the other 10%, the um, software that we use is Zoom. So we use Zoom to typically host a live webinar or if you do live Q&As for your students or if you teach your course live, we use Zoom for that. Demio is another option for hosting your live webinar. If you use Demio, then you need Zapier. So Zapier is a software that connects um, different platforms to each other. So not necessarily just Demio to Kajabi, but Zapier can be used for a ton, probably hundreds of different um, platforms at this point. 
um, ad event is something that we use where we give um, every student that comes through the course for our clients a printable PDF of the course calendar, but we also do an ad event so they can digitally just click the button and add it to their calendar. Um, we use Canva and we use Google Drive. And then if you are pre-recording your lessons, you're gonna need software to do that. So ScreenFlow, Camtasia, and even Loom might be some, some options that you use to, um, to record your videos for your course launch. So can you use Kajabi for your entire course launch? Yes, most of the way, but you will need a few other pieces there. Okay, so a question just came through. What about CRM? So customer relationship management. Um, that's CRM, right? Yes. Um, so we, that is actually not what Kajabi is designed for, like, like watching their process come through. So if you want some elevated, um, uh, options to watch as people diff come through, are they purchasing? That's not, that is not what Kajabi is for. So you might use a different program for, um, some of those things. So that leads me into the next question. Should you use Kajabi? Because we know you can, but should you use Kajabi? Um, and if you've been following me or interacting with any of my content for a while, you know that we use Kajabi exclusively to help our clients launch their digital courses. Um, so should you do it? My answer is yes, and here's why. Here's why, and I've really thought about this a lot before sharing it, because I wanna give you um, my perspective, but I also wanna give you a few caveats, because not every situation is the same. So here's, here's my perspective with working with our clients. When you are creating and launching your course, the ultimate goal is to get it done and get actual real life students enrolled in it right? You want actual people to purchase your course, to sign up for your course, to enroll in it, take the course, watch your lessons and videos, implement and get the results, get the transformation, right? That's the ultimate goal that we have with launching a course. I hope we can all agree on that. Like the, the point here is to actually get students involved. So then the focus needs to be how can we get the first course launch done? What's the shortest path to get that done. And sure, there is definitely a learning curve if you use Kajabi. There's a learning curve for every platform. Uh, what was interesting is this morning I got on a team call and um, one of our clients had said, hey, I've made updates to one of my courses. She's a 101 level and a 201 level. She said, hey, I'm, I'm adding in some new videos to my 101 course. Can you help me do that? And so on our team call, I shared my screen and I showed my team members and I said, okay, here's her course. Here's what needs to be done. And as I looked at it, that exact course, that product is what they call in Kajabi, that product, the course, the first time she launched it was March, 2019. And that was the very first course launch that I was a part of. I'd done launches before, mainly with summits. Um, I'd done launches before, but this is the very first course launch, March 2019, so four years ago. And um, she, at the time I was doing general VA work for her, and she said, hey, I'm launching a course. Can you help me with a couple of things uh, inside of Kajabi? And I was like, sure. What's Kajabi? 
and I'd never used the platform before. So there's definitely a learning curve. Um, over time, I have learned how to use Kajabi definitely a lot within 2019. That was the year that I decided to narrow down my services to only focus on course launches, only focusing on for Kajabi users, right? So uh, it's just really fun to see how much has changed uh, in my business, in our services, in my experience in four years, but also to see she's still launching her course. She's still launching that same course because what she created four years ago, people are still buying it. It's still relevant. She's just added a few uh, little videos here and there to keep it up to date with what with what's going on. Um, so. So I do share that because there is a learning curve and it was helpful for me, honestly, to see a, a course that had already been done so I could kind of learn from that as I was training myself in Kajabi and, and to do all the things that we do now. But my the thing I want to point out to you or, or um, a thought that I want to share with you is would you rather have a learning curve of just Kajabi or would you rather have a learning curve in multiple other platforms? Kajabi is an all-in-one. So like I was saying before, we can do landing pages, uh, purchase process, actually the, the actual course hosting of it, um, the community, all of those things. Once you know a certain aspect of Kajabi, like if you know how to edit a landing page, you know how to edit an email because it's the same format. When you if you use a different platform, and there are many other platforms out there, I'm not like naysaying any other ones, um, but you may need to have multiple different platforms, a website host, an email service provider, somewhere to accept payment, somewhere to actually host your course. So would you rather have one learning curve of Kajabi or multiple learning curves? Plus then you also need typically need Zapier to connect all of those. So that is one thing I want you to think through. Like we're, what's the shortest path for us to get to our ultimate goal of getting students enrolled in the course, okay? Our clients have had six-figure launches, multi-six-figure launches, enrolled hundreds of students. Some even have thousands of students now at this point, all with Kajabi. So the capability is definitely there. Um, the next thing I um, want to share, and this question might be something that you're thinking about. What if something happens and I have all of my eggs in Kajabi's basket? What if, you know, what if something happens and you know, something goes wrong, right? That's actually one of the reasons why I like Kajabi. That's one of the reasons why I like Kajabi is because their customer support is like through the roof exceptional. Um, I was talking to a woman last week and she had clicked a button wrong and she basically got like, for some reason, somehow deleted out her whole website. And that's something that I can't fix, but I said, go to Kajabi support, get on their live chat and see if they can recover it for you. And sure enough, she said in just a couple clicks, they pulled everything back. So not only can they help with that customer support, but if things go wrong and they do go wrong because it's a tech platform, every single tech platform has issues. Kajabi is really responsive to fix it. There's a Kajabi status update page that I, that I monitor and Chances are, if something happens and there's a glitch, it's fixed before we even notice it. Like the last one I looked at took 23 minutes to fix. And most people don't even know that it's gone wrong. So that's one reason why I like Kajabi is because their support is phenomenal. <coughs> and even if you do an email, 
ticket, like an email question, they usually respond back in just a few hours. I've had other platforms that we've tried out that it took like three days to get a response that really didn't even solve the issue. So that is one thing, that is one reason why I do like Kajabi. I do recommend though, on a regular basis, whatever platform you use, that you download uh, your contacts list. In Kajabi, that's what that's what I would do. The contacts list, export your entire list. So you can see everybody that's tagged, everybody that has a product. For some reason, if you accidentally delete people, you have a record to go back to. Um, so I would do that on a regular basis, like every six months, even every year, just as a safeguard. You could obviously do it more than that. Um, and that's maybe something that I... Maybe that's something that I should do a video on how to do it because it literally would take you 30 seconds to do it. Okay, so, uh, all right, moving on. And here's where I get like a little bit fired up. Here's where I get a little bit spicy in my response and how I feel about Kajabi and some of these questions. And this is not to like one specific person, the person that submitted this. No, this is just in general because I see this a lot uh, in the online spaces. And people will say things like, what about insert XYZ bells and whistles? What about advanced segment of my list? What about AB testing? What about multiple audiences? And the response I want to say back to that is you are solving problems that you do not currently have and you're ignoring the problems that you do have. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of people are thinking long term, which is super helpful. But if they don't have the foundation and the basics set up for their course, set up for their launch, they're never gonna get to the point where they need all those bells and whistles. And what do I mean by that? What are some of the examples? So are you consistently sending out your emails? Consistently means 52 emails every year minimum, once a week, right? Are you consistently engaging with your list? Are you, is your niche narrowed down? Are you very clear on who you support and who, is your ideal customer avatar? Who is your ideal student? Are you really comfortable with that? Because some people will say like, well, I have multiple audiences. How do I, how do I navigate that? Most of the time it's, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have two audiences because you re should really focus in on one specific area. Get that up to where you want it to be before branching out because you otherwise now, I feel like I could go on a whole soapbox with this, but I encourage you to have one specific audience that you're really focusing in on. Um, are, is your messaging on point? Like, are you confident with the messaging that you have on your sales page? Are you converting a high enough number of people on your webinar registration page, on your lead magnets? Like, these are some of the things that need to be in place before you even consider, before you even think about all these extra bells and whistles. Are you... Oh, here we go. Um, oh, my Instagram just glitched. Hopefully I'm back. And now it's all funky. There we go. Okay, sorry about that. So are you, do you actually have students enrolled? Do you have students enrolled that have proof, that give you proof of concept that people in your audience, people in your community want your course? Have they gone through the course? Have you asked for feedback of your students? Have you taken that feedback and updated your curriculum? Have you updated and up-leveled your course? 
right? So these are the things that I really want course creators to focus on first before they shift into all of the what ifs because you're solving, you got to solve your problems. You've got to create this foundation now before you can even worry about some of these other things. Um, and, and, and that is something that we have learned in our business supporting course creators there. We used to offer, Hey, do all sorts of different things for your course launch. But what was happening is people, our clients, even though we were building out all the tech, they were responsible for their content. They were still so overwhelmed by all of the things that they had to do, even though we were doing so much of the heavy lifting, all the tech managing the process. And so, um, and so I, I dialed back into our services. Here are the things that need to happen in a first launch. And then when you launch your second course, here are the different things that we can add. Here are the different things that we can do differently. And shout out to Dan, who is joining us live. He's uh, one of our clients and he just said he got his first feedback survey yesterday, which I love, love, love to see. He launched his course uh, the first time a couple months ago and we are planning his second launch. And now we are adding different things like an alumni experience. We're adding different things like Facebook ads. We're adding, he has a quiz now um, and uh, affiliates. So now we're at this point where, okay, he's got the foundation. He has actual students enrolled. He feels good about his messaging because we've looked at the data here. And now what can we do to elevate? So that's really where I get kind of fired up about this. Cause I'm like, you gotta put, you gotta take the baby steps before you can take the big giant steps forward because otherwise you're not going to see the results you want across the board. Okay. And here's, here's something that, uh, might sting a little bit is if you're not getting course sales, if you're not getting students enrolled, if you're not getting the results you want, it's not the platform. It's not the platform. You could change platforms, but what difference is that going to make if you're not connecting with your audience, if they're not wanting to purchase the thing that you're putting out there, if they don't believe that you are the person that can solve their problems, that can help them get the results they want. It doesn't matter the platform. Now, okay, I want to go into some caveats because at this point you're probably like, oh, Chelsea, but what about this? What about that? And I do, I, I do think there are caveats to everything. Like talking about different segments earlier, I do have a client, she has two totally different segments, but her business, she's launched eight, eight times now. We're on her eighth launch. And so she has, she has, um, take it. We've done enough at this point to really make sure we have the solid launch machine in place, the solid funnel in place to then say, okay, let's focus on another aspect of people that she can help. They don't intersect. And so we do use Kajabi. We are very careful about tagging and segmenting things so that it only goes to certain, um, certain people on her list. So there are caveats. Um, the first question is, or the first thought caveat is, if you have a million dollar course, should you stay on Kajabi? That is entirely possible for you listening to this right now. That is entirely possible to have a million dollar course. It may come in through multiple launches, but it is entirely possible. And when you get to that point, what is my answer going to be? My answer is going to be, yes, you can absolutely stay on Kajabi 
look at different people like Brendan Bruchard and Amy Porterfield. Their courses are hosted on Kajabi. But at that time, you probably would be ready to maybe upgrade your website or maybe upgrade your email service provider to have more complex features because you have created this solid foundation and now you're ready to up-level, up-scale. Um, and when you do get to that point, you probably have funds to have somebody help you do that. You probably have a better understanding of what you want your website to say, what you want your landing pages to say, because what you create today will probably change in two, three years, if not sooner than that. So that is something I hope you get to. And then when you get that million dollar course, we can have this conversation again and I'll help you um, navigate kind of next steps from there. Um, the other caveat I wanna say is if you already have an existing website or an existing email service provider that you're comfortable with, I think it's totally fine that you stay with them. I don't recommend that you switch everything over to Kajabi if what you're doing is currently working. And that is something that, you know, some of our clients are like insane bloggers and they've got great SEO on their existing website and their existing blog. Cool, keep it as is. But what we then do is use Kajabi for course, the course aspect of their business. So that also might look like you said you use a different email service provider to promote your webinar, to promote your course. But then once they click the button and they purchase, they're inside the Kajabi world. They get access to the Kajabi portal. The emails that go out to your students are Kajabi emails. And then maybe Kajabi community. At that point, once they purchase, once they have crossed that line, they've converted into a student, then you can then you can um, like keep them in the Kajabi world. So there are different ways to go about it. If that's something that you're thinking of, send me a DM, we can talk through your specific situation. So uh, here are some questions that I want to leave you with when you're considering what platform to use. Should you use Kajabi? Should you use everything on Kajabi? Um, what are your needs within the next 12 months? What are your needs within the next 12 months that will help you determine what platform to use? Um, what capacity do you have to learn new software? If uh, capacity is limited, maybe your time is limited, maybe you hate tech, okay, well, what's gonna be the quickest route to get you into the software using it so that you can get students enrolled? Who's gonna manage the software? Is this gonna be something that you do? Is this gonna be something that your team member does? That's a question to keep in mind. And um, okay, so where do I stand? Can you use Kajabi? 100% yes. Should you use Kajabi? 100% yes. Obviously, I love Kajabi, tried and true program. But I wanna know what your thoughts are. What's your experience with different platforms um, with Kajabi? Maybe you've used something else and you're like, I'm thinking of switching to Kajabi, but I'm not sure. Send me a DM, we can chat about it, uh, either on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, that's where I connect most on Instagram, but Facebook is absolutely fine as well. And I wanna know what's your perspective because this, I'm just sharing what has worked for me, what has worked for my clients, what has worked to generate almost $2.5 million in course sales. Um, and I'm hoping with this next launch, we can get 
right over that cusp and get that actual solid 2.5 million because um, that's a cool milestone for not only me and my team, but also for our clients as well. So thank you for tuning in. Hopefully this has given you some things to think about when it comes to your course with the ultimate goal of getting students enrolled and getting students through your course materials so that they can get the results and they can be supported by you, your knowledge, and your expertise. All right, that's what I've got. Thanks so much for tuning in.